With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Big Blue Insider is on. News Radio 630 WLAP and the iHeartRadio app. To interact with the show, call us at 859-280-2287. That's 859-280-CATS. Or you can tweet us at Big Blue Insider 1. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Mark Berger filling in this evening for Dick Gabriel. So here's how this here's how the chain of events works that sticks you poor folks with me. Really, that just sticks poor Evan with me tonight. Because Evan, I mean to tell you, Evan has his work cut out for him today. So Gabe is sick, and apparently everybody else is either sick or unavailable, and I am also sick, but I'm the least sick person available to do the show today. And literally at this point, anything could, could happen from now until 8 o'clock. Uh, and I, I've already warned Evan, because Evan, this is, your, this is your first year working with me. Like, this is only our second time, right? Second right. time you've worked yeah. with me? So what happens a lot of times at this time of year, usually later, so this is early, uh, I, I will do a couple of these shows where I will just go on these fantastic coughing sprees. Uh, and I can't breathe, and I can't stop the coughing, and I can't say anything, and I just wave wave my arms over my head, and then Evan will be faced with a decision. Does he feel like popping open his mic and taking over to see how long it takes me to recover, or does he just go to commercial? And honestly, that might be a good enough reason for you to listen to the rest of the show, just to see how Evan reacts to whatever nonsense could happen between now and 8 o'clock. I mean, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no control over it. But we're going to give this a shot. Uh, it is a big, uh, it's a big, exciting weekend. It is that time of year when there's, like, it, it is, it's fun because, so we spend, you know, however many months of the year, April, May, June, July, August. So how many was that, Evan? April, May, June, July, August, five, right? Five months of the year where literally nothing happens, right? Nothing happens. I mean, they have practices and they do some things and nobody cares. Right, like, like we we are constantly spending time trying to figure out how to fill these hours, and now, now, everything happens all at once, which makes it all kinds of better. Uh, it's a big weekend coming up. Uh, Kentucky will take on EKU tomorrow night down at Rupp Arena. Uh, that should be a huge fun. Um, those, you know, I don't think anybody expects EKU to beat Kentucky. No, nobody expects EKU to beat Kentucky. But occasionally, those sort of local games get kind of interesting. I mean, the last time NKU played here, my beloved alma mater, it was not very interesting. But when they played here in one of the exhibition games, it was really great until Shigari Lean blocked like 72 straight shots. Uh, and it's really hard to score when that happens. So NKU lost. But occasionally, these get kind of entertaining. Uh, sort of in the same way that, that the NKU-UK NCAA tournament game a couple years ago got got sort of entertaining at times. So y- you just never know. Like, they could come out like a house of fire, uh, make it interesting for a while, and then you would expect Kentucky's sort of more starred roster to take over. But that's not to say that EKU can't get some things done. They've got some pretty good players down there. Uh, like, I've, I'm a huge fan of A.W. Hamilton, their coach. Uh, he in they, uh, they put it together the other night against Chattanooga, trailed at halftime. Mounted a massive comeback, uh, and uh, and they're one and zero coming into tomorrow night's game as well. And we follow that with the whatever though, like the I, I don't know, I don't know how many games Mark Stoops has coached here. I lose track, and I'm not good at math. So let's say this is year why I don't know eight. It's year eight. Is that right? I don't feel like that's right. Anyway, let's just say it's like the 65th straight most important game in the Mark Stoops era. He's, you know, uh, everybody's going to be fired up to see if he can beat Tennessee. Uh, a lot of talk about sort of the team's 
really bizarre uh, appearance at the University of Tennessee last year in a game where a, a really good UK team sort of lost sight of what they were trying to accomplish and didn't show up to play a not very good uh, Tennessee team. So they got that uh, to sort of, I don't know if it's make up for or recover from or get out of their system. Uh, and so uh, we'll talk a little bit about how they do that. And kind of the fact that it'll look a little bit like the first time in 20-whatever years Kentucky beat Tennessee because it seems like they're going to use a converted wide receiver at quarterback again. We'll have to see how that shakes out. There's a lot of different options there uh, that there weren't necessarily um, a week ago or two weeks ago before the bye uh, as it relates to Sawyer Smith, so maybe they'll get some some plays out of him. Uh, but you would expect Lynn Bowden to see uh, a lot of action, uh, not really under center. Uh, that's sort of the, the cool football cliche, but but Kentucky never goes under center, so uh, you know five yards behind the center. So that'll be interesting. Uh, in a game that Kentucky, uh, on, like I feel like we talked about Missouri as a must-win game, and in a lot of ways it was. Uh, I don't know that Tennessee is a must-win game, but you got to get two out of the next four. And if you get the Tennessee game, then uh, you feel pretty good about the UT Martin game, and then the rest of it's gravy. And you're just playing for whichever bowl game you think would be the most fun to go to. And there's a lot of weird things going on in the uh, in the bowl realm. I was reading a story just a little bit earlier that somehow uh, the Outback Bowl, if, if Texas A&M falls into that big pile of six bowls, like the Outback Bowl might be the only one they can go to because they've been to each of the other five in the last however many years. And I, I can't remember what the rules are for that, uh, but... That might, uh, even if Kentucky were to win out, go eight and four, which I kind of don't expect to happen for whatever reason. Uh, it, even if A and M was then seven and five, A and M would jump them into the Outback Bowl because it's the only one they can go to, or some crazy thing. Uh, so it's there's a lot going on. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Cal after the game Tuesday night came up with uh, one of his wild plans. Mike, of course, you wrote an article about that today, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, Cal wants to start. Uh, are you an NBA guy, Evan? You ever watching NBA uh, games? A little bit. A little bit. Do you, do you watch the summer league games? No, I don't. So the weirdest thing, like the weirdest development to me in sports, in modern American sports, uh, is that people, and my son was one of these folks. He doesn't watch near as much NBA as he used to, but became just completely obsessed with NBA summer league games. Do you know, uh, Evan, how... Uh, much NBA summer league games count in the final standings? No, they they don't count at all. Not at all, yeah. Yeah, it's just like it's just like three weird weeks, or maybe only two weird weeks. Two weeks in a weekend of sort of exhibition basketball played by uh, rookies and guys that will never make the team, and people freak out about it. And it's kind of fun because there's not a whole lot else going on then. Uh, you know, like there's baseball. I I still like baseball. Most people. Uh, a lot of people have have given up on baseball, uh, so people just like sit and watch exhibition basketball games from Vegas, and there's nothing wrong with it, and it's really kind of fun. And you get your first look if you know for a lot of UK fans do it because we get our first looks at what the next crop of UK uh, well UK former Wildcats uh, are going to look like in the NBA. So Cal has uh, a plan to bring that to the college ranks. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, we got Derek Terry coming up uh, at the bottom of the hour. He'll be with us for half an hour or so to talk uh, UK basketball and football. Um, Cal previewed the EKU game a little bit today, talked uh, about the aftermath uh, of the game against Michigan State. I thought, um, you know, if you're – I know Gabe talked about this, uh, of course, last night. Um, but – you know, if you're a UK fan, you had to be encouraged by that. It was a depleted, somewhat Michigan State squad. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of folks making, uh, you know, pointing out that the number one versus number two uh, tags that went with that game aren't necessarily 100% uh, what they're made out to be because Michigan State was not playing it anywhere close to full strength. Kentucky was, for, yeah, Kentucky was. 
Uh, most impressive to me, uh, other than Maxi, who was who was incredible. Um, the like the first thing I noticed watching that game was that Nick Richards looked like a completely different basketball player. And if you can get from Nick Richards what you got from him on Tuesday night, Kentucky is in pretty good shape, especially as Cal talked about it today. Uh, coming off the injury, hasn't practiced in, what was it, a week, give or take, since uh, he hurt his ankle in the first exhibition game. Uh, so it just, for, that, the first time is unfair, but seemed much more confident in his understanding of what his role was, where he was supposed to be, what he was supposed to be doing. Uh, and in his previous two years here, I don't know that I've ever seen him work harder on the defensive end of the court. And I wonder if there's not a chance at this point that we could get the outcome that people have been talking about for a while with him, which is that suddenly gets in shape, which Cal talked about today. Suddenly the light goes on and all of a sudden, well, I don't know that he's going to be the like the offensive player that Willie Cauley-Stein became as a junior before he ran off to the NBA. Like, have some kind of that effect uh, on the team and that he's a guy who can defend, he can block shots, he can rebound. Um, and Cal talked today about he's got to outrun the ball, so he's got to be ahead of the ball uh, both as they transition into offense and transition into defense. And Willie Cauley-Stein got a lot of points just throwing down by beating the ball down the court on the offensive end in transition. So uh, we will cover all of that, and maybe I'll have a coughing fit and pass out, and you'll get to listen to Evan talk for a while. It'll be great. Uh, we will return with more Big Blue Insider after this on the Home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. Impeachment. Again, our open hearings next week. It must suck to be that dumb. Joe Biden extorted the Ukrainians. The Democrats are covering up slow, sleepy Joe. Oh, son of a Check in for the very latest information with News Radio 630 WLAP. Great food, cold beer, upscale atmosphere. The Cellar Bar and Grill on Lansdowne Drive in the Signature Club is now open to the public. Check out the NFL Sunday ticket and ESPN College game plan. Live team trivia on Wednesday nights and the happiest of happy hours Monday through Friday 4 to 7. All with the best patio in Lexington with live music. The Cellar Bar and Grill on Lansdowne Drive in the Lord level of the signature club and home of the big blue insider roundtable at barney miller's a smart home is more than unlocking your door or arming security it's controlling your tv music lighting and motorized shades all with one app today's technology requires more experience and know-how than ever before it costs less to do it right the first time come downtown and visit our showroom where you can experience smart home technologies how easy it is to operate and how affordable it is to get started. I'm Barney Miller, and you have my personal guarantee. I had no idea buying a big screen meant everybody comes to my house for game night. And what do they bring? Chips. If it weren't for Boone's Butcher Shop, I'd be broke trying to feed them all. All right, let's see. Should I go for the pick five or get a meat bundle? Maybe one of Boone's freezer baskets. So many options. I'm going for the cookout special bundle. Now over to the deli for some cheese, grab some marinade. I love Boone's Butcher Shop. They've got it all. Boone's Butcher Shop, top quality meats for less. 100 Old Bloomfield Pike, Bardstown. Online at boonesbutchershop.com. Logan's is celebrating our first year in Lexington Green with our huge friends and family celebration sale going on now. During this special sale, purchase any item at regular price and get a second item of equal or lesser value for 50% off. Our entire stock of name brand sportswear from Peter Millar, Vineyard Vines, Barber, Southern Tide, Tommy Bahama and more. Buy one item at regular price. Get the second for 50% off. Logan's has Central Kentucky's finest selection of name brand suits and sport coats from Hart Schaffner Marks, Jack Victor, Baroni, and more. And during our friends and family celebration sale, purchase any suit or sport coat at regular price. Get the second one for 50% off. Our entire stock of shoes, dress shirts, dress and casual slacks, ties, and more from Allen Edmonds, Bill's Khakis, Ballin, and many others. Purchase one at regular price. Get the second one for 50% off. Celebrate Logan's first year in Lexington Green and get a jump on your Christmas shopping during our huge store-wide friends and family celebration sale. Going on now and for a limited time only at Logan's in Lexington Green. 
The iHeartRadio app is... It's just fun. The way, like, the playlist, the artists, the songs are laid out, you know, right as you open the app. I like that a lot. Anything that's free is fantastic, especially when it's got good quality and is great. It's a melting pot of good music. Not only on my phone, but on all three of my kids' iPads. Your own little boombox in your purse. Everyone should get this app, truly. The iHeartRadio app. Radio, music, podcasts, all free. Free never sounded better. Download the iHeartRadio app today. This is the home of the Wildcats. 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Big Blue Insider, Mark Barger, filling in for Dick Gabriel tonight. If you want to join in, 280-2287-1-800-606-4263 the numbers. You can email us, mark at WLAP.com. You can tweet me at Meisterberger. Uh, I mentioned we'll get to uh, sort of the uh, game breakdown stuff and and things like that when Derek Terry uh, from the Cats Paws joins us here uh, at 630. I mentioned Cal has a very Cal idea, uh, and it is for a uh, like a college basketball summer league. And he talked about this apparently the other night after uh, after the Michigan State game. And like, who would have seen that? Because the Michigan State game ended. It's somewhere between two and three in the morning, Evan. Is that right? That's, that's about right. what time. That's about what time the game ended. Two and three in the morning. Like I made it to to like halftime. I was really, I was super excited to stay up for the whole thing. I was I, I was ready to go, and then it was halftime, and I'm old and I and I just crashed out. Cause I I didn't take a nap beforehand, and I should have known better. But Cal says it'd be good for college basketball if we started playing in August, and he doesn't mean that they they start the season in August. So. Right, there's a push to move around the baseball season. Like every time I pause, I think Evan's gonna like have a like freak out. He's like, "What is he doing?" Uh, you know, there's a, there's a push to move the baseball season so that it plays actually later into the year, which would be all sorts of crazy because it would screw up uh, the major league baseball draft and guys being el- available for for rookie league and things like that. So it'll probably never happen. But he like Cal's not talking about moving the basketball season into August, and then I guess. I don't know if he, if you did that, if you would play a million games or if you would just have the Final Four in January or whatever. But that's not what he's getting at. He wants to run a summer uh, league. Uh, he says, get each of us seven days, play against each other. Uh, and he talked about it being like spring football. He said, you get anybody that wants to play. You could put them all in one place. You could provide content for the SEC network and the ACC network. And maybe if Texas could break away from from uh, preseason football practice coverage long enough to show a game or two. The Longhorn Network could show some. Does the, the Well, the Big Ten has a network. They could show some, although they're very uh, also preseason football focused at that time, as is the SEC. I think that it, like it would be interesting. I, it's never going to happen, even if it kind of makes sense. And he, he talked about it maybe replacing the international tours, or if you wanted to go on an international tour every four years, you still could. And it's Cal being Cal, and Cal just wants more opportunities to work with the players. Uh, get guys in earlier, get them working earlier, get them in game uh, situations earlier. Uh, I, and I don't honestly don't know where I come down on such a thing. There is, uh, if you are in the camp of, well, the guys are already worked too hard for guys that don't technically get paid, you would be against it. Uh, if you just want to watch more basketball, like it's the greatest thing ever, right? Because you would have just sort of come out of the NBA Summer League, uh, which is weird and fun, uh, and you go into the College Summer League, which would be sort of weird and fun. And he's, he's talking about doing things like playing four games in a row in Atlanta so you'd have games that run basically from you know 3 p.m. to whenever. you just get home from work and, and watch exhibition basketball. It wouldn't be too bad. I don't, I don't know how that jives, again, with the folks that, uh, you know, that aren't, one, I, I, there's a whole sort of culture of folks out there that anytime an entity in college athletics finds a new way to make money, right? And th- somebody would absolutely find a way to make money on this. I, if you're going to air the games on the SEC network, they're going to sell ads into those games, and you're going to make more money than if you were showing reruns of whatever. Uh, there are folks that get upset about that. Uh, because none of that money funnels directly to athletes. And I understand that sort of, um, you know, uh, well, I'm trying to figure out what the word I want, but I understand, I sort of understand that viewpoint. 
Um, and I and I just don't know. One, it's not like the athletes aren't already working out somewhere. Like they're, it's not like they're sitting around doing nothing, playing video games with their friends in August until school starts. Like they're on campus working out, uh, you know, playing pickup games and doing those sorts of things. So it, it's not like it would come from completely out of the blue, uh, and they would just be off to the races on their, you know. It, it would be work that they weren't already putting in somehow. It would just be supervised work, which is obviously what coaches want more of. And I just I, I think it's interesting, but it is uh, it, Cal also of course puts in the uh, the jab at himself that because I'm for it, there are a lot of people who will just think it's a terrible idea anyway. Um, not I'm for it, he's for it. Uh, it'll just be a terrible idea anyway. But I like one of the things that I think is most fun about having Cal here in Lexington and getting to sort of follow along. Uh, with his arc here is that he, you know, maybe he's not the only one that thinks about college basketball this way, but he has, whether they get picked up or not, he is more than willing to throw out ideas about how things should go in college basketball that you just don't hear from other folks. And this is maybe my favorite one of them. I'm trying to think of another one off, but he's, he's always got some sort of plan that he's sort of unraveling. Uh, and I like this one. He, you know, he talks about there's nothing going on in August, uh, meaning basketball-wise. Uh, it says 25 teams, let everybody play. Uh, and he says, I'm just saying we've got to do something because everyone's overtaking what college basketball is. And that's the other thing. Like, that's the one of the other things that Cal is great about is sort of looking at the overall marketing of college basketball. And as a huge college basketball fan, uh, there are two things – that I fear are happening with it. One, it's 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 being completely overshadowed by football. Uh, even when football quits playing in mid-January, it seems like a uh, it seems like there's a lot of football talk that continues on at least until the tournament. Then you get a little bit of a break from it, uh, and then you go back as soon as the tournament's over. Or at least certainly, well, here we I guess we carry basketball through the NBA draft uh, almost well every year since Cal's been here, um, but. It, like it feels like a lot of the regular season has been overwhelmed by other things at this point, um, and I and I think that's an issue. Like I, I think that's a problem for college basketball. The other thing that I think is a problem with college basketball is it's because of the way coaches control games, because of the way it's officiated. Sometimes it's it. There are times when it is unwatchable. There was a game last night, Evan, uh, a real live college basketball game between two pretty good teams. Virginia and Syracuse, right? Pretty good teams. Virginia won the national title last year, right? so they're they're all right. Did you see? What, did, did you pay any attention to what the final score of that show was? I missed that game. Forty-eight to thirty-four. I like. I can't imagine having sat through that. Like Michigan State looks at that score and thinks, "Man, they got to speed up the pace a little bit." The whole Big Ten had to have been aghast, and it's like that's the same night that, it, that the kid from. Uh, Greg Austin's kid down at uh, in North Carolina scored 36. Like he all no, he did beat Syracuse all by himself, which I think is weird. And if if you make the game unwatchable, people will quit watching. Ask the folks that run Major League Baseball. That's sort of where they're at. Uh, we will have Derek Terry from the Cats Paws join us when we return. You are listening to Big Blue Insider on the home of the Cats News Radio 630 WLAP. fresh food, amateur chefs, barbecuers, smorgasburgers, snackers, bakers, and throw it in the microwavers. At Kroger, you can get all the fresh you want at a great price with delivery and free pickup because we believe in fresh for everyone. Red, white, or black seedless grapes are just 97 cents a pound with card. Order for delivery or free pickup today. Restrictions apply. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Got bugs in your house? Call IPM. This is Matt Schaefer with IPM Pest and Termite. For over 20 years, IPM Pest and Termite has been servicing homes and businesses. Ants, spiders, crickets, termites, moles, and mosquito services. Mention this ad and receive a discount on your pest maintenance service. You can always find out more by going to myipm.com. Call us at 271-8852. ABC News confirms that Michael Bloomberg plans to submit his name for the Democratic presidential primary tomorrow in Alabama. Bloomberg advisor Howard Wolfson says the former mayor of New York City wants to ensure that President Trump is defeated. A judge orders President Trump to pay for misusing his foundation. A judge here in New York ordered President Trump to pay $2 million because she said he failed to properly supervise the now-defunct Trump Foundation. It raised nearly $3 million for military veterans just ahead of the 2016 Iowa caucuses, but the judge found the purported act of charity was only meant to help the Trump campaign. The $2 million will go to several charities. The Trump Foundation previously agreed to dissolve. ABC's Aaron Katursky. House Democrats conducting an impeachment investigation of the president released a transcript of career State Department official George Kent's deposition. He told investigators he was uncomfortable with what he was hearing in relation to pushing Ukraine to pursue corruption investigations. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Talking about gusty winds and very cold air this evening, and it gets colder later tonight, early on your Friday. You can't rule out a passing flurry this evening. Lows tonight, low 20s, a wind chill into the middle teens. Your Friday forecast, mix of sunny clouds, highs 35 to 40 into the afternoon, setting up another cold night with 20s to begin your Saturday, and by the end of the day, we're into the 40s with a partly sunny sky. I'm WKYT Chief Meerogist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630 WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation. This is News Radio 630 WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Studies show if you sleep next to someone who snores, you could be losing an hour of sleep every night. I'm Trina Webster, and I don't have that problem anymore. I'm Dan Webster. We're the founders of Z Quiet. We know how snoring can turn your sweet dreams into a nightmare of shoving, poking, and morning frustration. Not to mention those dreaded trips to the couch in the middle of the night. Snoring was a real problem for us. I tried everything, even surgery, but nothing worked. That's when we developed an amazing solution called Z Quiet. Z-Quiet is easy to use and works immediately so you can sleep comfortably without making a sound. Just pop it in before you sleep and kick snoring out of bed forever. Millions of people are sleeping better every night thanks to Z-Quiet. So if better sleep is one of your goals, go to GetZQuiet.com. Z-Quiet works for both men and women. With Z-Quiet, couples are sleeping together peacefully. Try it risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. Go to GetZQuiet.com. That's GetZQuiet.com to try it for only $9.95. We all know the importance of nutrition and diet for a healthy lifestyle. We also know that dairy foods deliver great nutrition and value. That's reason enough why Kentucky families choose Prairie-owned Prairie Farms dairy products like our two complete lines of delightful, creamy Prairie Farms yogurt flavors, fat-free or low-fat, both fit neatly under 100 calories per serving. Farm-fresh quality from our family to yours. Farmer-owned Prairie Farms. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back. Big Blue Insider. I was like, what? I was trying to figure out what was going on there. Like, I was on one of the alien shows, which I love. We're now joined by Derek Carey of the Cat's Paws. Derek, how are you? Doing well. Mark, did, how are you doing? I'm okay. I, like, I'm sick. I'm like the least sick guy in town, apparently. So here I am. Uh, but, like, did uh, did you think we were just on one of those alien shows? That was weird. I thought we were on, like, over, like, what was that show, like, Late Nights with George Norrie? Just from the music. Man, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, that's not unusual. <laughs> All right, so, Derek, we have a huge weekend coming up uh, in, in UK land. Uh, let's start with, just because more people, it seems like, want to talk to me about this than about the basketball game, and it's, in this regard, I guess, more important. We'll start with the football game. Uh, Kentucky hosts Tennessee, trying to get the taste of, of last year's really weird showing out of their mouth, a game that they don't it, – it's not as must-win a game – as the Missouri game was, but it sure helps a lot of things if they do get one more out of the way before they before they move into those last three games of the season, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think if uh, Kentucky wins Saturday, you can 
which maybe you already can, but I think realistically, uh, winning out uh, becomes a very real thing. You give the history of Kentucky and Tennessee, and no matter what's kind of happened on the field for either team this year, you kind of don't always have a good feeling, I would say, if you're a UK fan, given how this series has gone. But, you know, you're coming into a, a game off a of bye. Uh, Kentucky's played fairly well, I would say, over the past three weeks. And uh, Tennessee has as well. So I think it's a pretty big game in terms of the not only getting to a bowl. I mean, if they, if they win, they'll pretty much be a lock for a bowl. Um, but in terms of bowl selection, too, I mean, Tennessee, I think, will probably be in there as well with maybe six wins. So picking up another conference win is a big deal, and it's always a big deal for Kentucky to beat Tennessee. It happens so, so a few times. Mark, a stat for you. So if Kentucky rarely. wins. So rarely. If Kentucky wins Saturday, They'll be three and seven this decade against Tennessee. They're winning this decade since the 1950s. Ugh, that's terrible. Long time ago. Oh my goodness. Uh, there. Before we get to the sort of the dynamics on the Kentucky side, what do you make of Tennessee? Like, I have no idea. Like, I was talking to Leland Conway on his show the other day, and, and he asked me. And you you look at their results, and you kind of look at the things that they've done, and are are they a team that is? finding themselves now because they're they're still I mean Saturday they look decent and they still played a quarterback that I feel like they'd rather not have had in the game yeah I think Tennessee uh, they're sitting at four and five I mean it's kind of a completely different deal for them if they don't start the season off with uh I I would say a fluky loss to BYU given how it ended but pretty much got there was no fluke to them losing to Georgia State I mean Georgia State was up by two touchdowns there in the fourth quarter uh Seriously surprising loss. Although Georgia State's turned out to not have a have a horrible right. year by any means, they're, they're a decent team. But you never expect an SEC team to lose a game like that. Um, they have played better. I thought they played really well the game I got to see. Most of it was against Mississippi State. They played really well defensively. They shut down Kylan Hill. Uh, and just from what I've talked to, I've done a couple of Tennessee uh, either podcasts or kind of interview deals and. It seems like the confidence on Tennessee's side is, is with Jeremy Pruitt's ability to shut down offenses that you would deem as one-dimensional, which I think is probably fair to say about Kentucky with the wide receiver at quarterback. Um, but I would also say that, you know, when you look at UK's side, I mean, Georgia had a good defense, and then Kentucky had the most rushing yards this season against the Bulldogs. I think Lynn Bowden's 99 yards with the most for a single player. Uh, Missouri, on paper, coming into that game, statistically had a very good defense in Kentucky. Uh, Lynn Bowden in particular pretty much had his way with those guys. So I think there's a pretty good chance that uh, he'll have more success Saturday. But with Tennessee, uh, that front seven for them will be a big deal. And I, and I think if Kentucky uh, can, can protect Lynn up front, uh, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty interesting game. And I'm not really sure which way I would be leaning on who uh, who has the advantage in that matchup. And uh, – on the Tennessee quarterback situation, you know, they, they played, and I'm going to botch his last name probably, the, the Garantano kid, uh, Saturday for a lot of the game. He's the guy that got, they got the win, but, but they, you know, they've, they've got three quarterbacks that they can't seem to make up their minds about. They do. You know, you Jerry Garantano, like you said, uh, JT Shroud was kind of the emergency guy. He was starting uh, with, with Brian Maurer out with concussions. Uh Mauer has not been able to finish a game this season. I think the thought is that he is Tennessee's best quarterback, or at least the guy right now who gives him the best chance to win games uh, when he's healthy. But if he's back this week, I wouldn't be surprised if he started. Uh, Garantano has a uh, it's some kind of procedure on his left hand, so he's hurt too. And then uh, Shroud is the one guy who seems to be healthy, but in terms of pure talent, probably the least of those guys. I mean, Tennessee's in a spot – where Jawan Jennings, their best wide receiver, is playing some quarterback, too. He's running some all-cap stuff. Dare I say, Mark, we, we have a scenario at some point that you get Len Bowden and Jawan Jennings on the other side. I mean, who says no? I think that'd be a, a really fun thing. Uh, we'll just rename it. It's, it's the Matt Rorick yeah. Bowl. That's the whole thing. We're just going to run wide receivers at quarterbacks on both sides of the ball and see who's better at it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's worked for Kentucky once. Uh and along those lines, I heard uh, today or on Twitter uh, that Tennessee will be wearing orange pants on uh, Saturday night, which is what they wore uh, in 2011 when Matt Roark uh, went out there and beat them. I don't know what Tennessee's record is with, with, with orange pants. But for Bowden, uh, it'll be interesting. I can actually see this being a game, though, where Sawyer Smith comes back and plays a little bit, depending on how much success UK has. If, this, if it is a deal uh, where the Tennessee folks seem to be pretty confident that they can 
slow down UK's uh, rushing attack, then maybe UK feels that it must uh, spice some things up and, and try to throw the ball a bit better. I, I think at this point, considering Sawyer Smith really probably hasn't taken a hit since September 28th, uh, I would guess he's probably going to be as healthy as he could possibly be during the season. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Sawyer back in there this weekend if things aren't going real well on offense. And I haven't seen a, a ton of the post-practice stuff. Have they talked about that at all this week? I've actually been gone too. Today was the first time I was back because I was in New York the past few times. From what I understand, uh, they're going to ride with, with, with Lynn to start the game. But I don't know if Sawyer talked this week or not. I just – I was asked somebody to give me the rundown for what's happened in practice this week, and I heard it was much of the same stuff, but Cash Daniel is back, and it sounds like Ahmad Wagner is good to go, which will help UK because if Lynn's playing quarterback, I mean, Ahmad is kind of the go-to guy, right. especially if it's third and long and they need a pass interference call. Sure, why wouldn't you do that? Because that's, that's still the weirdest statistic in football at this point. <laughs> I mean, I've, just, I've never I mean, seen anything uh, like it. The best part is that he can actually catch the ball, too. Uh, so you don't have to just hope for the pass interference penalty, but w- whatever works at that point. Yeah, with the mod, I feel a little bit bad for him and the one well, not just him, but all the wide receivers. That nothing, Ahmad's a legitimate NFL prospect, and you saw that more when Terry Wilson was healthy and Sawyer Smith was healthy. Kind of the receptions and the targets he was able to get. Um, I think he'll be a guy, and it's not his fault; it's nobody's fault. I mean, injuries happen; it's part of the game. Um, I think he had a lot of potential to have a really big year, and he can absolutely still help this team down the road. But in terms of what if, I think uh, had he just played football from the start, maybe he wouldn't have been at UK. But I think you're talking about a kid who could be in the NFL right now. I think he's that good. And Vince Marrow obviously felt the same way about him based on the Kyle Tucker story earlier this year, which was which was fun. Um, so when you – see this game kind of unfolding where do you like what does Kentucky have to accomplish to get out of this one with a win do you think well I think the defense has to keep playing as as well as it has been especially stopping the run um heard us that today Tennessee is, is one of the least explosive teams in terms of chunk plays on, on the ground which should fit them pretty well with UK I mean statistically UK's run defense numbers aren't great but I really only feel like one game uh, they really didn't play well at all, and that was against Mississippi State. The numbers weren't good against South Carolina, but they were on the field basically the whole game that night. It was tough for them to see it for the offense to stay on the field, so those numbers I thought were inflated. But most of the time this year, I mean, Kentucky's run defense, they might give up a big run here or there, but they've been pretty good. And, you know, forcing Tennessee into a spot where it's going to be third and long, uh, that'll be big, especially given kind of the uncertainty there. And then offensively, I mean, they've just got to sustain drives. I think they want to limit possessions for Tennessee, sustain on the field, running the football, picking up first downs, you know, scoring a couple touchdowns. I don't think it's going to take a ton of points to win this game, given the nature of of two defensive head coaches. Probably going to be trying to play pretty conservative. I mean, I think if Kentucky can get the 24 points or so, they'll have a pretty good chance to win this game. But one of the matchups that kind of worry me a little bit is Tennessee's receivers. They have some big physical guys, Juan Jennings, Marquez Callaway. Uh, don't think that UK's defensive uh, secondary has been tested like this since the Florida game uh, back early in the season. And a lot of that will have to do with, with again, who Tennessee has back there. Uh, Garantano has, has been a guy that has thrown the ball away a fair amount um, and is a little bit skittish, it seems like, back there. He is, and then also... When Mallard's been in there, he's made he's been prone to make some freshman mistakes against Michigan or Mississippi State. Excuse me, he threw uh, two interceptions in the red zone, <laughs> actually in the end zone. So, you know, getting some more pressure. I thought Kentucky's been doing a much better job uh, rushing the quarterback these past few weeks. They're starting to develop some guys who can get into the backfield, and that's obviously helped uh, everything look good. It makes your secondary look better when they don't have to cover for ten seconds, and and it makes the defensive front look good when they can get back there and get some sacks. So. Forcing some more turnovers like they did against uh, Missouri, I think it'll go a long way to picking up another win. Now, the the most important question, is it wrong that I sort of wish it was just going to pour down rain all night? Well, I mean, I we're, like We been, seem uh, to be really good in that. They do. I mean, uh, I, I do think it's probably, especially last week, I mean, our two weeks ago, I don't think Missouri wanted any part of that game. Like uh, you can tell the minute they, they, they like the first camera shot on the sideline, <laughs> they all look completely miserable and you're like, huh, that's probably not, that's not a good posture for them at this point. 
No, it's not. And, and Lynn Bowden talked about after the game that, you know, he's a Northeast Ohio kid, apparently, this time of year. That's all it is. It's just rain and, and nastiness and cold. Uh, I don't think you're going to get your wish. I think it's actually supposed to be a, a pretty nice day in Lexington on Saturday. It might be a little cold towards the end, but I, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't think that the rain has, has hurt UK at all. Matter of fact, it's probably helped them for sure against Georgia, at least for most of the night until uh, until Georgia realized that they had DeAndre Swift and they could just, they could just run. run it as many times as they wanted. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, and, and and it just again it just made Missouri just completely miserable from the start of the game, and I, I thought that was sort of fun to watch. Uh, if you had to if you had to make a decision, if you had to make a pick, Derek, where are you on this game? Well, I want to say uh, I hate to use history as as a reason why. I mean, Kentucky won the last time they played in Lexington barely, but they right. did win. They overcame a, a negative four turnover margin to win that game. I don't really think last year a lot of that was just based on the timing uh, of the game. I think at Kentucky played that game probably any other week of the year. They would have had a pretty good shot to win. Um, I think I'm going to take UK at home. I think UK at home the past few years has been very good. I expect a really good atmosphere. Josh Allen's going to be back in town. That'll be uh, fun. And, and I'm going to give, I mean, in theory, you would think it wouldn't be too hard to stop a guy who's, who's a wide receiver at quarterback. But, I mean, even Georgia. I know UK didn't score, but. Kentucky still ran the ball against Georgia. If they can run the ball against Georgia, I know they can run the ball against Tennessee. And I really just feel like it's kind of lining up for a, a low-scoring, probably excruciatingly close game. But I think UK finds a way uh, at the end uh, to get out of there with the win and really set up what could be a huge finish. I like it, I, and I, I tend to agree with you. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with Derek Terry and talk basketball. Uh, when we return, you're listening to Big Blue Insider on the home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. 2020. 2020. The 2020 election means we need a moderate candidate to beat Donald Trump. Overcome his darkness with our light. I will let them have it like you've never heard before. The 2020 presidential elections happen here. News Radio 630 WLAP. Injured, dial pound 529 on your cell. Pound long, that's all. We're here with Bernie Rankin, who's been with True Health Solutions now for just a few months. When you went in, you were diabetic high A1C, sleeping with a BiPAP machine, needing to lose weight. My energy level, as low as it was, I I didn't want to do anything. And uh, I knew I didn't want to live the rest of my life like that. When we sat down to talk, you got some news from Dr. Miller about your blood work. Yes, uh, my A1C is just about normal. I'm not taking any of my medicines anymore, and I feel fine. No longer sleeping with a machine? No, no, no machine. So your blood work's better, you have energy, you're sleeping well. This has been quite a, a payoff for you with True Health Solutions. Oh, sure. It's just changed my life. If someone asked you, why should I go to True Health Solutions, what would you tell them? If you want uh, results, if you want to feel better and be healthier, I would urge you to go. Call True Health Solutions at 223-2233 or visit truehealthsolutionsforyou.com. You have the right to rescind within 72 hours any payment for services. Hi, this is Dick Gabriel telling you that New Life is now a proud member of Disaster Cleanup International, North America's largest disaster restoration contracting organization. New Life DKI are experts for providing water, fire, smoke, and mold cleanup, 24-7 emergency response to your home or business. So when disaster strikes, call New Life DKI at 859-263-2625, 859-263-2625, or visit newlifedki.com and tell your insurance provider you prefer New Life DKI. For over 30 years, Northside Family RV has been Kentucky's number one RV dealer. We stock over 300 new and used RVs. Come see America's top brands like Tiffin, Jayco, Keystone, Forest River, Grand Design, and Winnebago. Don't miss out on our model year closeout sale going on now. Come in now and save thousands. Located at the corner of North Broadway and New Circle Road in Lexington, call us at 859-299-8386 or visit online at northsiderv's.com. Go Cats! It's a great place to hang with the guys or the family. Shamrock Bar and Grill on Harland Parkway with live team trivia Tuesday and Saturday night. NFL Sunday ticket and home of Lexington's best burger. Did we mention a great family atmosphere with Friday night dinner specials? Plus lunch daily with the $6 O-Round of the day, Monday through Friday. After any game, come on out to Shamrock's Bar and Grill. Harland Parkway in the Kroger Shopping Center. Home of the Big Blue Insider Roundtable. This is the home of the Wildcats, 630 WLAP. Welcome back, Big Blue Insider. Mark Berger filling in for Dick Gabriel. Evan's been fired for playing Rocky Top. That's a 
That's a terrible violation of code. Uh, Derek, what do you think of that? Do we have Derek? Kind of like. I like the song, uh, actually, but the timing of it isn't going to sit well. No, that's not, not going to work for everybody. Let's move. Uh, let's shift focus to basketball now since there's so much going on. Uh, EKU comes in tomorrow. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, that you were in New York. I'm sure you talked to Gabe about this a little bit already, but what what stood out to you from Kentucky in that game? Uh, Mark Rocky Top is still blaring in my ear. Right I don't. Now. Is right? Hey, Evan, fix the Rocky Top. <laughs> I feel like Derek. Uh, can, there you go. So we okay. were just like we uh, secretly brought Derek on <laughs> just to torture him. That's what we did. Uh, so what stood out uh, from you about the game in New York? You know, I thought uh, obviously start with Maxi. Uh, uh, actually, it was an all-time performance for a freshman. I mean, he set the. Uh, freshman debut scoring record with 26 points uh, and really took over. I thought when Kentucky um, needed needed somebody to do that, there was neither side shot the ball very well, but Maxie stepped up, hit some really deep threes. Um, but I want to say Kentucky's defense for a first game. You know, Kentucky's usually always pretty good defensively uh, by the end of the season, but to hold Michigan State to under 40 percent in the first game, a team that is full of veterans. Uh, I know they're missing some guys with injury, and maybe some guys are. A little gimpy, but to do that, I think is a really good sign of what this team could be. You know, you get Nick Richards in there who hadn't practiced, wasn't even sure if he's going to be able to play that much, and he goes out there and plays 25 minutes. And I thought fit in pretty well. You know, Nick didn't do anything that made him stand out uh, poorly and really played good defense, I thought. And uh, that's encouraging because they're going to need somebody in the post, whether it be Sestina or EJ or Nick, to, to be a pretty good force, I think. And if they can all – Especially Nick, if he's just playing good defense, blocking shots, getting rebounds, I mean, that is more than enough to help this team. He doesn't have to score a whole lot. Although I do think Kentucky's going to need a couple of guys. Uh, and it is just one game, so, I mean, long way to go. But I think you can pretty much count on Maxi being a guy who can get buckets for you. But I think it would really help this team if a guy like Keon Brooks or Khalil Whitney can come and do their own as well on the offensive end. Uh, it- Absolutely. And I want to get back to, to Nick just for a second. Like that is the best I've seen him move in all of his time here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, laterally, I mean, he's always been a guy that whenever you watch him play, you can understand uh, one, why he was ranked so highly as he was at a high school and two, why Kentucky uh, has remained hopeful for what he can be. Cause there's just not many humans on the earth that are seven feet tall, uh, can, can run and are athletic as Nick. I mean, he's, he's, truly an athletic uh, player and you just don't see that that much out of guys that big but you know he's not like a lot of kids who uh are in college basketball he didn't start playing right. until later and later in his life so he's still coming around but if he if this is his year i mean i really think it changes the outlook of what this team can be because my biggest question and i'd say it's true for most people is does kentucky have enough in the front court i mean i don't know that the coaches believe that they did they, they were actively trying to recruit guys even into the summer uh either guys like carrie blackshear who are grad transfers or and Folly dante who went to oregon those are guys that uk was was linked with but you know you got to play with the rush that you have and if nick can can keep doing what he's been doing i think he could be the guy that uh certainly makes an impact in the front court and, and maybe plays his way into the his ultimate goal which is uh the nba draft and on the other side of the ball, do you think the offense is just a matter of, of time to figure out for uh, Maxie, Quickly, and Higgins how how they sort of fit together? Because I thought that I was so. that was sort of the, the, the issue that they had for the most part. And Cal talked about it a little bit today, is that they're all used to sort of being league guys, and they've just got to figure out how to operate with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Higgins, obviously, being in the second season, has pretty good control of the offense and knows what Cal wants, uh, wants the offense to look like. Uh, quickly, obviously, the exhibitions was great. I think you can see more confidence. He had a couple of tough shots the other night. I, I kind of t- tend to think he'll probably take a back seat to those other guys in terms of offensive playmaking. I think he'll probably be uh, more of a spot-up top guy. Uh, Maxie's kind of the, the dominant guy on the ball, and, and Hagen's as well. But those were the three leading scorers the other night, like I was saying about Brooks and, and Whitney, I think you'll see more from those guys on the offensive end. And another guy who barely played uh, was, was Johnny Juzang. But I got to think that was, you know, he's, this is a guy who should still be in high school. I mean, he was a reclass. Right. Um, 
he can shoot the ball thing and help on offense, but he's just so behind defensively that I don't know uh, that Cal really trusted him in a game like that. But you're talking about a schedule right here that is very soft pretty much until they go to Vegas. So he should have a pretty good chance to, to work his way in. I'm sure he'll take some lumps on the defensive end, but if he can score, that'll be a big boost to Kentucky's offense because we're going to need to find some guys outside of Tyrese and, and Hagens and players like that who, who can help them on the offensive end. And you you mentioned the soft schedule coming up and, and their opportunity to sort of get some guys involved. What is like everybody's going to be shocked if they lose one of the upcoming games. And I don't mean any disrespect, certainly to the folks that are that are EKU fans that are listening, but uh, like the next what six games are against teams that you would think Kentucky would beat you know, sort of handily. What do they have to get out of that experience to to push them forward in the season? Well, I think, you know, defensively, the communication, they're still a young team. And like I said, I was impressed with what they did against Michigan State. I think it's a really good starting point point and a spot to build. You know, I think some of these freshmen, they're going to go through their, even in conference play, they're going to go through their ups and downs. Um, I think you got to hope that you can lean a little bit on those experienced guys like EJ and Mike Dash and Mike Emanuel and Nick to pull you through when it's like that. Um, defensively, uh, you know, they're just so long. I mean, Cal today was saying that at this point in the year, which is just one game, he couldn't really remember a performance that was as good as that since he's been at UK, which is also surprised to hear him say that. Um, you know, typically you kind of downplay things right. like that, but I think he's really excited about what this defense can be. And if, and they played well defensively for the most part in the exhibitions too. So you'll be playing offenses here that uh, shouldn't be as good as what you saw against Michigan State. So I'd like to see them really uh, put the clamps down on these teams that are coming up and, and play well on that side of the ball. And I really just think that the offense will come around. There's so many talented kids in the roster that eventually they'll get it figured out on that end. And for those of us who remember how the early part of the season went last year defensively, hearing Cal rave about the defense after game one uh, is a welcome change. Absolutely. And then last year, all these years start to run together. Last year was the year that all the teams came in and shut the lights up for three, right? UK was like last year. No, I thought that was two years ago. Wasn't last year was the year that they, ago? Last year was the year they couldn't keep anybody in front of them. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody just ran against Zion and Barrett. That kind of happened. Uh, right. We'll there you go. keep those hey, guys in front. But. I, I, hey, Derek, I appreciate the time, man, and I uh, I will probably see you tomorrow night. All right. All right. Talk take it easy. Mark. Derek Terry from the Cats Balls will be back with Curtis Birch, is going to join us after the top of the hour. You're listening to Big Blue Insider on the home of the Cats. News Radio 630 WLAP. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.